I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF, March 10th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, this is a crazy story. Now, Tim Hortons is giving out $50 gift cards to a small subset of customers who were told their $10,000 roll-up to win prize message. So they went on the app, they uploaded the code in the cup, and they were told they won $10,000. It was actually all a glitch, and now they're giving anybody who got this glitch a $50 gift card. Would that satisfy you, Jay? It would not satisfy me. And I guarantee you there are lawyers circling the wagons around this one. I know. Like how many people got the $10,000 roll up to win prize message? They probably could get it. Rules, contest rules in Canada are pretty strict. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. You know, I'm neither of us are contest law experts. And so it's hard for us to comment on what's going to happen. But yeah, it's crazy. You have to expect that if you get told you won $10,000 that you probably should win the $10,000. And you know, for Tim Hortons, I know they're trying to cheap out on this, but it's not the craziest thing if they give the whatever. It depends how many people there are, I guess, but the $10,000 out to the multiple folks who got the message. Well, it seems like Tim Hortons has a little bit of a history of screwing up around their app, which this was. Like, maybe we should scrap the app and rebuild it so it doesn't cost them any more either $50 gift cards or, like, free donut and coffee. Well, whatever happened to the good old-fashioned roll up the rim, Jay? When I would get the cup and I'd roll the rim up and it would tell me if I want not to sound too old, but, like, sometimes I like things, you know, like the way they used to be. Yeah, an analog contest, if you will. That's right. Brett, aside from people who thought they won 10 grand and now have 50 bucks. What do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, new superchargers. For our second story, there's a new scam in town. And for our last story, maybe money can buy happiness. It sounds like the scam is being perpetrated by Tim Hortons. Just kidding, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. For our first story, imagine this, a future where your phone battery is so good that you never have to get through the day on a 10% charge again. Brett, that's a future I can get behind. Is it even possible? Well, supposedly it is now. A group of scientists claim to have produced the first commercially viable superconductor. This is all per nature. Now, a superconductor transmits electricity without any energy loss, which blows away standard metals that are used to conduct electricity normally, like copper. Now, superconductors have shown immense promise, but are impractical because they require environments with super sub-zero temperatures and intense pressure. The group claims their new superconducting material, which is dubbed red matter, R-E-D-D matter, works at room temperature and shows promise of working at normal atmospheric pressure. And it matters because a reproducible superconductor that can operate outside of an industrial freezer is a big deal. Potential use cases touch everything from long-lasting phone batteries and next-gen electric vehicle batteries to more efficient power grids and even nuclear fusion. And to create red matter, the team mixed a cocktail of nitrogen and a rare earth metal called lute. The left, this is a tough one. <laughs> Latidium pressed it between two diamonds and then blasted it with a laser. It sounds delicious. <laughs> I love that drink. Yes, but the team's work has also come under fire, literally and figuratively, I guess. Data from one of their previous studies was questioned and other researchers couldn't replicate the results. Even if the science checks out, any process involving lasers and one of the rarest and priciest rare earth metals will likely need tweaking before it can be scaled up. Now, what's next? Well, after all that, you just said, Jay. One co-author told the Wall Street Journal that we will have devices with superconducting components in them in the next five years. I only wish I had that much confidence, Jay. Seriously, it's like we're going to have to take a mission back to Mandalore to get some Baskar. There's a reference for everybody. 
For our second story, online purchase scams were the leading type of scams in Canada last year per the Better Business Bureau, but a more dangerous contender is now coming for the crown. That's pretty terrifying, Jay. What's the latest scam? Well, listen up, recent grads, young professionals, and mid-career movers. Employment scams were the most commonly reported scam by those aged 18 to 34 last year, with the number of reports increasing by 23.1% from the year before. And these scams also cause the most damage. The average employment scam swindles $1,500 out of victims compared to the $171 average for other scams. That's a really above average scam, if you will. And here's how it works. There are various job scams, but they often involve scammers creating a realistic online presence, complete with fake company websites, luring people into LinkedIn and Indeed with the promise of remote work and get banking and personal information in return. Other work scams involve quote-unquote hiring people and getting them to do illegal work, like reshipping scams where people unknowingly move stolen goods before taking off. Scams are getting more sophisticated too. A few years ago, most job scams were fairly low effort and easy to spot. But today, scammers are more involved and put in work to secure the bigger hauls. Plus, thanks to new easy access AI tools, job scams could be easier than ever to pull off as ChatGPT can make highly personalized, effective recruiting letters at scale. And it matters matters because the surge of people looking for new gigs as they contend with the rising cost of living and layoffs, or as they try to keep their work from home lifestyle has created the ideal conditions for employment scams to thrive. So stay safe out there, job seekers. And for our third and final story of the week, an acclaimed researcher has adjusted his happiness hypothesis with inflation and then some. So new research shows that not only can money make you happier, but happiness keeps going up along with income. Researchers used a smartphone app to ping study participants at random times during the day, asking them how happy they were at that exact moment. Now, happiness levels increased with earnings all the way up to at least $500,000. Beyond that, they ran out of reliable data pretty lonely at the top there. I guess more money, fewer problems. But it matters because previous work by the Nobel Prize winning economist and psychologist Daniel Kahneman had suggested that more money can help make people happier, but only to a point, plateauing around $75,000 US. But after Harvard doctoral student Matthew Killingsworth found no such plateau in 2021, the two teamed up to tackle the question together, leading to the revised no ceiling or at least high ceiling happiness hypothesis. Yes, but while the income happiness pattern is statistically robust, it's also described by the researchers as weak, with lots of other factors affecting happiness as well. A fourfold bump in income has a bigger impact on happiness than whether or not you're married, for example, but just about the same impact as taking a weekend off, maybe we should really consider switching to a four-day work week. After all, yeah, I think we probably should too. The researchers also found an unhappy minority of about 20% who saw some benefit from higher income up to about $100,000, but nothing much beyond that. These folks tended to suffer from certain miseries such as depression and uh, last heartbreak that just more money it really couldn't fix. Now here's the bottom line. Get that bread, but don't forget that there's more to life than making money. Words to live by, Jay. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett, and have a good weekend, Peak Pals. Oh.